Did we get a cold open? Oh, no, because I just started recording, recording now. Oh. Mm. I feel like we've... What are we going to do, Dan? Oh, uh, Dustin, why don't you sing? Uh, <laughs> I can't just sing. <laughs> what do you mean you can't just sing? I think, yeah, you have to default to ABBA every time. <laughs> to Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. Uh, I am Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. Uh, with me, as always, are Pajiba managing editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And dancing queen Dustin Rolls. <laughs> you can dance. You can dance. Is that? Huh? Huh? Thank you, Dan. I just wanted to see how long you'd go. Um, uh, I don't know ha- if I, I would like him to redo that. Can we re-record that now? No, no. <laughs> we can, we can, we can. Uh, we'll we'll pick it up. I think if he does it like three times, and then we can just pick the best one, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Do it right. three times. I think Candyman shows up. <laughs> but it'll be a really fabulous Candyman. <laughs> that's right. It's like Billy Porter as um, Candyman. <laughs> Uh, happy, uh, happy network fall premiere week. I heard there were there only six new shows this week. To those of you who celebrate. Yeah, not, not too many. Um, no. there are a couple, a couple new ones. Uh, we might talk about them a little bit. We'll see. Uh, or maybe not. Um, but, uh, yeah, This is knows? the point where we just randomly talk about them. Big Leap was great, Dan, if you like <laughs> cheesy, uh, Reality shows within scripted shows. I like that. cheesy shows, and it has yeah. uh, it has uh, Noel Scott Foley. Crane. Yeah, it oh. has uh, Piper Perabo. Such it a has, good cast. Uh, it has a lot of people. Terry Polo. Terry Polo. That's right. Oh, what is it about? <laughs> okay, so they're putting on this this dance reality competition with amateurs, and okay. this is like the behind the scenes of that, and like putting it together. Oh. So, and uh, Scott Foley plays the producer, and he's just... He, have, did you watch Unreal? Yes. Okay, it's basically that, only with a dancing show. He's just cry, He's trying to manufacture drama and create a lot of conflict and love stories. And he doesn't... They're putting on uh, Swan Lake, and he doesn't give a shit about Swan Lake. Nobody cares about Swan Lake. He just cares about the... <laughs> the drama. Exactly. So he's creating it, but he's also got some issues on his, in his own life. You know, his marriage just fell apart. He's trying to custody battle. I don't know. It's great stuff. <laughs> so it's not Dancing with the Stars. It's like an actual no, no. ballet. Yeah, they're putting Am- a, amateur ballet. Yeah, they, they, they're using like amateur dancers, and they're not they're not eliminating any, anybody. It's just you know. Yeah. Because that wouldn't be any fun. Train. <laughs> anyway, it's one. It's a really good uh, feel-good show if you're into that sort of thing. Also, nine one one started this week, Tori. I know. And there was a giraffe in it. <laughs> oh yeah, what was that about? Because I saw a billboard, but I don't watch nine one one. So nine one one billboards are amazing. <laughs> what did happen? Something happened in the end of the episode where. Oh wait, no, it was one of those ransomware things. Where, like, the whole city got hacked. Oh. 
and like uh, they turned off all the I don't know street lights and yeah, it was like a blackout or something, right? Well, I don't know. Something like like they turned everything off, so shit got loose. Cars were crashing into each other left and right. There were fires everywhere, and then the zoo animals got out. It was a two-parter. Didn't they do the hackers taking over the system like a couple seasons ago? No, probably. But this is different because it was ransomware. Oh yeah, okay. Stripped from the headline story. (laughs) One secret about uh, network television is that you make a lot of episodes and. Yeah. Sim- yeah. Similar things will sometimes happen. <laughs> because there are only so many stories. But not when they're ripped from the headlines. That's true. Well, sometimes the headlines recur. Mm-hmm. These are just the times we're living in. It's That's right. A, there are a lot of, uh, lot of hacker attacks. That's true. That's fair. And, and stampeding giraffes. Yep. There was also Ordinary Joe, which you guys have been making fun of forever, for good reason, but it was... Ordinary? It wasn't... I mean, okay, it was terrible, but in a, in a good way. Like, a million little things. You know, Dan, that's not a good show, but also very... It's a comfort show. It's an entertaining show. Right. Yeah. There, so there Ordinary is a Joe is like that. There's a comfort in, like... I, I mean, I haven't watched Ordinary Joe yet, but uh, I do want to watch at least the pilot. Uh, I like James Wolk. Uh, Me too. I love him. And uh, and the um, I mean on the mil- million little things side of it, it's definitely. I mean that show kind of like has all the. It's like you're seeing all the most dramatic scenes yes. from their day, like because it's because you have so many different stories, so all of them are like this is the most dramatic moment, and then this is the most dramatic moment. And are you this still is watching? Uh, I haven't watched. Did they premiere this season? I haven't yeah, watched. Yeah, I think season. they did last week. Okay, it will be on my Hulu list, I'm sure. I, 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 I quit watching midway through last season. It was, it was too much for me. Uh, okay. Or, and by that, I like, they had the, a good mysteries going on, and then they stopped with that and just went full soap opera. <laughs> but um, you are going to continue watching Ordinary Joe? Oh, until it starts sucking. But right now, <laughs> it's, it's James Walk, and, he, and it's like one of those sliding door things where, like, He's, he graduates college and like he has a choice to make and he's like three choices he can go with his parents he can pursue this woman that he just met or he can uh, go to the beach and meet this uh, his best friend uh, uh, sex buddy and uh, and then the show flashes ahead 10 years later and you get to see how each one of these choices plays out and then it stays in the, the 10 years forward? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, like, the whole show is just going to be three mm-hmm. versions. Of James Walk. He's a cop in one. He's a nurse, apparently, on one. And um, a rock star in the other. Mm. To really to really hit... They, I think they missed an opportunity to really hit home the, the, the network TV pursuit model of it and made him a cop in one a doctor in one and a lawyer in one yeah that's true yeah also shouldn't it have been called no ordinary joe like if you if one option is rock star (laughs) that's true i don't know i find the entire thing suspect (laughs) i think there's a lot of shows trying to be the next this is us this is us Mm -hmm. yeah and i don't hate that (laughs) 
New Will Amsterdam they have crockpots? Yeah. <laughs> New Amsterdam was back this week, too. Not the resident. New Amsterdam. Or, did the resident not premiere? I don't know. I don't watch the resident, Tori. <laughs> it's your favorite medical procedural, <laughs> yeah. Dustin. Mm-hmm. I believe, well, uh, I think we have sources that would... Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. New Amsterdam's hitting that point where it's kind of too much now, so I might leave that soon, too. You might have to start yeah. watching The Resident. Maybe. <laughs> what are we going to joke about if you're actually a fan of The Resident? <laughs> I'm not going to watch The Resident. Of course, we'll be like, okay, it's a Chicago Med, right, guys? No, That's his favorite. Chicago shows. He's going to be like, he's going to say like, you know, I, I made a lot of jokes about The Resident, but it turns out it's so good. Did you guys know that it stars Lila's radio boyfriend? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I think actually I would be I would really enjoy it, Dustin, if you watched only one Chicago show and you very specifically refused to watch the others because there's like a block of them, so you'd have to jump in in the middle of the like programming block. <laughs> just watch to, the middle one. <laughs> to, to just watch that one and be like, no, no, no more. <laughs> yeah, and they do they do crossover a lot. Like it, they they do an interesting thing where so they do their cr- crossovers where it's like one story across the whole night. Um, but they also will just have characters from one show or the other just like show up in the other shows constantly. Yeah, um, which is interesting. Are and there still just three? Or are there four now? There were briefly four when they did Chicago Justice, but that only uh, went one season, I believe. Oh, they don't care about the lawyers. Uh, just didn't work for whatever. I think the problem is just that there are only three hours in in any given night, and uh, you know. So what they should have done is uh, you tack on the half hour comedy and basically just rebooted Night Court, mm. but as Chicago they, Law. Oh yeah, but they have re, they're rebooting it, right? Uh, I believe it's a it's a reboot, but it will have John Larroquette. If, yeah, that's all that matters. Uh, if yeah. uh, where it is any indication. Aww. He's the best. He is. So what's everyone drinking? <laughs> <laughs> now that we're 10 minutes-ish in. Well, we covered um, all the new TV. That's right. We did cover all the new TV. Um, uh, La Brea Tori... What? Oh, La Brea. That's next week. Mm. Oh, you're... So we're, we're... Oh, my gosh. We're in a future, sliding door style, where Dustin gets to experience both La Brea and a fourth season of Manifest. Oh. Eventually. <laughs> Assuming La Brea pretty... lasts long enough. Right. That's a... This is, I, I can't tell if that's the best timeline or the darkest timeline. Oh, no, no, it's the best timeline. Because eventually, Dan, if this, if this all works out, we can do entire episodes where you and I don't have to watch anything, and it's mm-hmm. just Dustin talking us through what happened on Manifest and La Brea. Right. Oh, our listeners will love that. What is that guy saying? What did that mumbly guy just keep talking about? <laughs> I'll turn up your audio for that Thank episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tori, what are you drinking? Uh, my third can of the maple breakfast out. Oh, God. So oh, okay. I still have more in the fr- I have another can Not your can third can tonight. Your no, no, no. Can. Third can total. <laughs> third week, third can. Uh, if, we, if we do really well, guys, I may have to like sneak away to get that, to crack that last can just oh. to get it over with. You mean because you're enjoying it so much? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean because everything's just going so swimmingly and I'm drinking it so fast because it's so easy to drink. It just goes right down. Mm-hmm. Smooth is what it is. So we'll see. 
nothing <laughs> smooth about it. I, I'm just back to Allagash in a can. Ooh. Allagash White or? Oh, yeah, just the Allagash White. Comfort right. beer. Makes sense. Nothing um, wrong with that? I'm actually also drinking a repeat, uh, another another round of uh, Michter's, 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 small batch. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's What does nice. small batch mean? Uh, it means that they 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 made it in a in a tiny tiny distillery, like a, a tiny a tiny still, like the Tori. Like what does small the, batch mean? The pot can like it can like you know how like a normal still is pretty big, but this one's small, like it can fit in your pocket. Oh, so yeah, it's a little, it's a mic. Yeah, it's a it's a it's like microdosing, but it's micro batching. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. If you if you drink enough small batch whiskeys, uh, you will maintain just the perfect level of drunk. Yeah, I was gonna say the microdosing is a good segue into Nine Perfect Strangers, but where I actually do want to know what small batch means. <laughs> and I feel like you know what that means. <laughs> he's not. He he wasn't. Well, ex- until he got to the bit about putting it in your pocket, he's not. And he's not wrong. So you you know if you you can make it so. You, you know how you measure liquid by volume? Mm-hmm. So imagine you just make a smaller volume of liquid. Yeah, okay. it's not mass produced, Dustin, like your corporate, <laughs> but no, but like even your like, corporate stuff. Even at like a brewery, you're going to have like, uh, you can have like a, a big fermenter and then like a, you know, a smaller fermenter. It's not like a pony keg, but you know, you can have, you can make a lot at one time or you can make smaller things. So yeah, it's just small Does batch. Right. Make it better? Uh, no, but it does mean that any differences in flavor, um, it makes it more of a singular experience. Mm -hmm. So if you think that, especially with whiskey, like it's being aged, right? Mm -hmm. So that batch, there is less of that batch to go around. So if it turned out particularly well, it's kind of exclusive. You're, you're making it's, it just makes it seem more artisanal. Of course, if you were to try from one batch to the next, it probably doesn't taste any different because they're a professional distillery and they know what they're doing. Right. But, you know, there's always the option that one tastes better. Okay, fair enough. Good to know. <laughs> I did like Dan's pocket reason, though. That was great. You see, when you when you make the whiskey and it's, it's, a, it's tiny, then it takes 100 of those to fill one bottle. Yeah. And what, what ends up happening is that you have a lot of uh, what 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 if, what if small batch <laughs> whiskey was in fact wait, tiny pocket? Wait, wasn't the Gremlin sequel called the New Batch? It was called the it New was. Batch. So yes. so small batch whiskey is produced by Gremlins from ah. a new batch that happens to also be small. Are all, right, all Gremlins all right. small? Oh no, there's a one big one. Yeah, there could be big ones. I don't know. I, I got scared of the Gremlins and never finished it. I don't know really? that I've ever seen the second one. I, I definitely saw the first one. I got I scared re-watched of the first the, one. The, I, I, the, the first one scared me to death when I was a kid, but I rewatched it recently, and it is not scary at all. No, but I always had that thing when I was a kid where I knew enough about what would happen with things that then I'd start anticipating it. So mm. I would freak. I, like, lost my shit during 
gremlins before they ever transformed just because like i knew it was going to happen so then every time they did anything i assumed that was when they were going to transform and eventually the suspense just got to me and i ran away screaming okay um so i don't i was probably it was still probably like the first half hour like nothing had happened <laughs> like they were adorable and i was like Meh! Uh, anyway, so what if I'd actually sat through that? What if you had sat through that, Tori? <laughs> like you sit through what if each week. I do. Um, so, I, yeah, uh, what if update. Um, I was wrong. It apparently isn't going to continue to just get more and more depressing and dark and, and horrible until some sort of, like, you know, final point that's just so miserable. Um, instead, this week they had a very fun, lighthearted episode. Uh, and it was all about Thor and what happened, what would have happened if Thor had been an only child? Oh. Turns out if Thor didn't have Loki, everyone would have been happy. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. So the premise is, like, the, the point of departure is that uh, way back when, uh, when Odin was fighting the Frost Giants, um, instead of finding the little, little baby Loki and bringing him home, he would have found him and given him just back to the frost giants to raise. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, uh, Thor becomes like an only child and is spoiled rotten. And Loki grows up as a frost giant and is very happy. Like, you know, he's, he's huge and does magic and is blue. And uh, he and Thor uh, end up being kind of like party bros together. Um, they're like actually buddies. And Thor goes around the universe, uh, inviting all of his friends over to party. And he comes to Earth and basically throws a kegger and gets to the point where, you know, he's accidentally destroying the planet uh, with his good time. And S.H.I.E.L.D. gets involved and they call Captain Marvel and she and Thor get in a punching match. And eventually Jane Foster uh, yells at, I think, Heimdall and, and Heimdall gets a hold of Thor's mom and Thor's mom comes to set him straight. And that is the entire episode. <laughs> it is just Thor and Loki are friends and they have huh. parties together. That sounds oh. about right. Yeah. Um, so, mm -hmm. but it, it was a big swerve cause I was, I just, every episode, it just seemed cause they had the, they had the zombie episode and the, you know, Dr. Strange just destroying the universe episode. And like, it just kept getting more and more depressing and hopeless and you know there was the yeah and then this sounds like a, like a wonder twins cartoon it was it was pretty i mean it still ends so they, they do have a problem where they they tend to just end the story in some weird way and so normally it kind of just ends on an equally depressing note mm-hmm um, and so this one was really awkward because it, and it always, the ending always kind of comes around suddenly because it's a half an hour show. They can't like keep going with, with whatever, you know, right. hypothetical they're, they're spinning out. So they always kind of end abruptly. And so this one was a happy episode <laughs> and it still ended in a really depressing way because it's like, oh, everything's great. Oh, no, wait. And then like they look into the distance and like. Ultron shows up with all of the Infinity Stones. Okay. And that's where the episode ends. You're just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, where, there was a party. What is going on? <laughs> so they're basically just like, don't worry. This is still the a bad timeline. So that's why you don't want to root for it. But like also, I mean, I feel like that's not true. Because the main Marvel, 
all of Marvel is a bad timeline. I mean, like, you know, are we rooting for Infinity War? Like, I know they, they kind of fixed it, but, like, a bunch of people still died. Well, I guess it was the best version of it, though. I don't think that's true. Party Thor was definitely the best version. <laughs> All of So the Guardians showed up. Drax is, like, so drunk he's puking. Um, Darcy marries Howard the Duck. Um, what? Yeah, they got, mar- they got married by Elvis in Vegas. What? Yo, but I'm Elvis telling you. Elvis is alive in this timeline. Also... Who would you rather have the Infinity Stones, the Thanos or Ultron? I kind of feel like maybe Ultron would be better to beat. Easier to beat? Well, I don't know. I barely remember Ultron. He was, he was James Spader as a robot. Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. I would 100% watch another James Spader robot movie. Actually, I would too, yeah. Right? <laughs> he was kind of the best part of that movie. Like, I know we're not, you know, it's like Whedon or whatever, but, like, that was some really good casting. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so, yeah, what if? I have no idea. I, I don't think the show is ultimately going to matter at all, but, you know, I was wrong. It's not just on a sliding scale of depressing. It, it sometimes is fun. It had a fun episode. I appreciate keeping up on it without having to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Just like what you're going to do for us with La Brea. That's right. Exactly. And Manifest. And, and Ordinary Manifest. Joe. And uh, a whole the lot Big of Leap. And, and yes. the Big Leap. Although, I don't know, man. Now I'm like, wait, it's a bunch of... Am- I'm just stuck on amateur ballet. <laughs> like, are, are we talking like just randos? Like, Well, I mean, I think they have like some dance. Like the lead uh, woman was like, her dream is to be a dancer in high school. And then she got pregnant and so um, how does is a single mom hmm. okay he's trying to recapture her dream because i'm picturing what is it waiting for guffman oh no 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 not like that oh but like one guy's a football player who's like um who can't dance uh but who uh said who got canceled and now he's trying to rehab his image by doing this show it feels like it's like adult glee yes with dancing. with dancing, yes. Only, only that's the show within the show. But yeah, yes. But it's a lot. But the like... thing with Glee was that they could all sing. Like I really want a ballet by a bunch of people who can't actually dance ballet, <laughs> like amateur ballet. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there's I like one guy who's saying. like a hardcore street dancer, and he's fucking awesome. But he can't. He, he's really bad at ballet. Eh. They work it in, you know. Yeah. Oh God, I hate that. Now I'm intrigued. It's it's fun. I'm telling you. Ugh. Well, right. Tori, the the uh, good thing is that 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 show might fill uh, fill the uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine series sized hole in your schedule. Okay, that's, that's, that's asking a lot. That's yeah. That's, <laughs> that's not how schedule holes work, no, Dan. No, no. <laughs> I'm just saying that you know there's there's TV that uh, is on Hulu that you no longer have to watch, and Brooklyn Nine Nine is one of them. I'm just saying, Dan, if, I mean, look, if An- if Andre Brower shows up as an an- uh, amateur ballerina. Holy shit. Oh, <laughs> that's, a ga- that's a game changer. Game changer. No doubt. Uh, and now that I'm thinking about that, nothing The Big Leap does will ever uh, compare. Yeah. Because really. Ruin The Big Leap now. Yeah. Because that's, <laughs> so it's not just that Brooklyn Nine-Nine was charming. It's that, like, I now have an Andre Brower 
weekly hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's never going to get a role like that again. He's never done comedy before, and I don't think he can do comedy again now because he's done the perfect comedy role. Yeah, it was the perfect, yeah. Tori, did you ever watch doing... Men of a Certain Age? Not as much, no. I think oh, I saw, like, an episode of it or whatever, oh, but okay. that, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, it's not it's not this role, but he is very good in it. Yeah. I mean, I think, and that's the thing. He is very funny, but it also, he's so good at being sort of the straight man right. in a comedy. But I did love the, so it was the perfect finale. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's start was, there. Yeah. Um, this was the perfect finale. Uh, also, in terms of the arc of them kind of, you know, this last season was them kind of rewriting it in light of uh, all of the protests and the idea of like police reform and stuff like that, like that they've been right. grappling with. And the way right. they kind of landed is pretty much like half the 9-9 one way or another resigned, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was kind of interesting where it's like. Some people were going to keep trying and, and helping and other people were just like, this is not our whole lives. And they kind of went their separate ways, except that right. they will always come back together for the heist. Right. Uh, that was, yeah, it, it felt like, I mean, for, especially for a show, obviously built around uh, cops, they're, they couldn't completely like, you know, they're not going to all quit and become spies um, in right. the final season. But, uh, but, you know, but they got, Rosa left and kind of was able to represent that point of view. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, Holt and, and, and Amy, you know, end up uh, succeeding at least in getting their program going to, to try to, you know, continue to affect change as right. where they can. And it was an interesting, like, they, they kind of, and it's, it happens as sort of an, an offhand thing during the season, but it's this idea of um, the the union lead kind of uh, head starts like a, a blue flu mm-hmm. and they record the stats during it. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, and they show that like, actually, you know, there was no noticeable impact on the crime stats when there were fewer uh, uniformed officers on the street. Right. So there's no reason to have more of them. So like, so that's how they, they kind of take that data and spin it into, and it's like, it's running for most of the season. Like they have meetings and stuff like that. And then the end is Amy is given permission to like try this pilot program Mm -hmm. and, you know, and it might lead to actual police reform. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, so yeah, all of that's happening, but it's still Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And so it's right. still like, you know, they brought Tim Meadows back as the, the cannibal, who's one of mm-hmm. my favorite guest star mm-hmm. appearances of all time. Yep. The cannibal. Yep. Uh, uh, Mantukas came back uh, briefly. For one scene, and it one was great. One scene, yep. He's going to go fight wolves in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheddar. <sighs> Cheddar was back briefly. Cheddar. Also, uh, and, and obviously... Um, uh, Chelsea Peretti mm-hmm. came back and like oh, had right, was, yeah. had a whole bit, um, but yeah, yeah. Their their final episode was a heist episode, which was very appropriate and it was very sweet. It was all of the uh, it was it was Jake, Amy, and Holt all trying to usurp the heist to to do a a perfect goodbye, and they all end up getting in each other's ways, mm-hmm. um, and then ultimately. Uh, None of them win, and it, it just kind of peters out, but it's still kind of perfect for what it is. And they acknowledge that the best kiss on the show 
was the one in the rain between Kevin yes. and, and Holt, which is 100% <laughs> true. And I also reacted the exact same, even when they mentioned it, I reacted the exact same way I did when it happened, which was just clapping my hands and going, yay! <laughs> so, um, perfect finale was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I actually have very little to add to that. Um, same. I, I, you know, it was... Give a network situational comedy some credit for, like, at least trying. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I think there's there's a limit to how much they can do. Right. But also, I think they did a lot mm-hmm. within the scope of what their show was while still remaining true to, to the show. And I right. think they went out in the way that they deserved to. Yeah. Um, like, I will, I will always love that show. And I will always love Raymond Holt. <laughs> yeah, and they, it's one of those endings that's going to... Because it doesn't ruin the show, so you can rewatch the show over and over and over. Right. And you'll be excited to get to that end, because yes. it really was touching. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was... So I think that was the weird thing. Like, I think we, we all kind of came into this week thinking that we would talk about, you know, new fall TV... And all we've really got to talk about are, are finales. Right. <laughs> it's like a really weird thing. So, we, you know, we were going to, because it, it was in the past week, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine ended, Reservoir Dogs ended, and uh, Nine Perfect Strangers ended. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it until I was laying out, like, do we want to talk about this finale, this finale? Oh, everything, it's all finales. Right. Um, it's not new TV. And then I realized that they were all finales that I watch on Hulu, because I don't have... I know I could watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine on television, but I, I just watch it on Hulu. So right. I now no longer have a reason to watch Hulu. Everything's Something over. will come around. Well, we I have, have uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Yes. Also, Only Murders in the Building. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, but yeah. it does it does feel like every this whole month, all I've done is watch Hulu. Mm-hmm. Everything is on Hulu. And now half of it's gone. And I'm like, oh, poor Hulu. Like, right. Didn't they? They're bringing Only Murders are they doing another season? Yes. That was picked up for a second season. Yes. Um, as was Reservation Dogs. Did I call it Reservoir Dogs again? You did call it Reservoir Dogs. I will. Again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but Reservation Dogs ended uh, <laughs> their their season. Um, was it this past? I guess it was this past Sunday. Uh, yes. And it's uh, it, it was an eight episode season. The show about four teens living on a reservation in Oklahoma. Uh, uh, Native American uh, reservation, and um, I don't know. It's it's. I, I mean, at the start, I, I think it it remained a show that is kind of um, so specific in its voice that it's kind of um, there. The, it's hard to compare it to anything. Um, the closest comparison, I I, I did not come up with this I don't remember who did but someone much smarter than me uh, but the closest comparison is kind of like Atlanta in the mm-hmm. way that it can mm-hmm. ki- like they set up a world that is very much its own and has its own tone and then from there expanded it out to the point where kind of anything can happen and you buy it and yeah it has it. its own internal logic mm-hmm. that is yeah oh man the return of the spirit guide in the finale Oh, he was so good. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, so they, they pretty clearly set up the next season. 
-hmm. think. Um, Because if the first season was all about these four teens saving money to go to California. Right. Then in the in the last hour and like along the way, they kind of had these one off episodes kind of centering on one character at a time. Right. So the finale kind of opens it back up to everyone again. Um, and there's a tornado. And it's a lot of ca- figures that you've, you know, it's, it's uh, also a lot of the town people kind right. of. Basically, everyone it. you've met is stuck in this basement together for right. half the episode. Except for Brownie, who's trying to stop the tornado using an right. axe. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but, I uh, see a lot of Brownie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, do, yeah so but yeah so so in the end (laughs) yeah it's just it was great it was a great way to end um yeah so two of the teenagers uh cheese and and willie jack both decide like they're not gonna go to california Mm -hmm. like they're just they don't want to go um bear thinks he's still gonna go with alora Mm -hmm. um and then he and he deserved it. Like, Alora was right. Um, she kind of calls him on some of the, the his bullshit from the season. Right. Uh, and he doesn't really... I don't think he quite realizes that she's serious. Um, and it's also interesting because it's like the spirit guide is trying to get him to realize that, like, that's the thing he needs to fix. Um, and he just kind of doesn't. And mm-hmm. she leaves with the head of the other gang. Right. They drive out together and and at the end of the episode bear is just sitting on the curb waiting for her to come pick him up so next season you're gonna have Alora, presumably either in california or on her way there and all of her friends still on the reservation mm-hmm. and the uh, spirit guide uh may have transferred over to uh to, to brownie, brownie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It's a good finale, but that seventh episode, whew, goddamn. Yeah. It's a gut punch. And you knew it was coming, like you yeah. knew. You kind of knew, but you didn't. Yeah. I don't know. Also, a really good turn by Bill Burr. Yes. As the coach slash driving instructor. And, like, did a, I mean, I don't, I'm not great at, like, identifying accents but i was like that accent sounds about right um which is funny because yeah. he's very like you know tied awesome. to a boston accent um, yeah it, his persona is very much tied to that so um when he when he pauses the driving test uh to to go track down his daughter and like pulls a gun from his it's just like the whole sequence is so insane and uh and, and perfect yeah and perfect yeah, that was he was great. Also, threading a very fine needle in in the writing there for like having that kind of a dynamic where you've got this like uh, male authority figure who is not creepy with her. <laughs> like right. it ended up being a very touching relationship um, while being, you know, very quickly going off the rails professionally. Right. Um, and you find out like he was friends with her mom. And so there's a, like a lot of background there and he was her basketball coach. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's all these ways that, you know, because it is this kind of like small community, there are all these ways that he sort of intersected in her life. Right. Um, and she's, you know, and they end up kind of emotionally supporting each other, even though she was 
getting ready to use him and did, you know, did kind of trick him. Right. <laughs> getting, getting him, manipulating him into doing the parallel parking was great. Mm-hmm. Although also, I remember when I was watching that scene, it was giving me anxiety because when they show the overhead shot in my brain, there I'm wasn't like, That's, enough room. That space is too small. That space is too small. <laughs> there is no way. Yeah, which is why he manages to also bump every bump every cars. car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and never admits that like, <laughs> yeah, that was not going to happen. <sighs> so. That was great. The ride along that Cheese had the episode before was great. I mean, basically, just like it. I, I love again, the hunting episode. Hunting episode. Um, yeah, just every. It, it felt very much like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You just you, you just get to know these characters really well in a very short amount of time. Um, and I'm very glad they were picked up for a second season. Because I want to watch more of them. Yeah. On Hulu. On FX Hulu. on Hulu. A- FX, FX on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. yeah. FX. Dustin, you're getting it. You're understanding <laughs> now. <laughs> but it's not on FX. Right. Hmm. Um, speaking of shows that aren't on FX, but they are on Hulu. <laughs> Only right? on Hulu. Only on Hulu. Not on FX on Hulu. Right. Uh, Nine Perfect Strangers, a show that I have heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you watch it, Tori? Doesn't seem like you're, you're kind of show. <laughs> Why? Because there's emotional uh, yes. content. Yeah, I know it was. I cried a bit. So it was a show that, okay, A, I will admit, I got into it because I thought somebody was going to die. I definitely was ex- waiting for murder to happen. And then I read a plot summary of the book and I'm like, oh, so it's like not a murder mystery. And then I felt a little bit ripped off. But by then I was so invested in a... Uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy's character and her romance. Um, and I was like, oh, they're so cute. And then they really are. They're they so really adorable. Are. And honestly, I was also just like, I just loved every it. She, she wasn't the biggest part of the show, but Samara weaving with the fake teeth and all the prosthetics. I just mm-hmm. liked, it was just, I just like looking at her. We're captivated by her. Just the teeth, man. So, yeah. uh, I just got kind of into it. And I do think, like, the finale was not... The plot of the show is not good. The characters were wonderful. And the performances were wonderful. Nicole Kidman's, I did not care for. Aside from, yeah. But, like, Regina... Regina Hall? I did not see that coming. Oh, no. Yeah. No idea. Yeah, her Carmel... Um, and, and I also think cause that character had to be so over the top and she did it. Yeah. She like, was crazy good. She was wonderful. Um, yeah, I thought everyone, all of the strangers were wonderful. Um, yeah. Nicole Kidman's, I mean, that was a choice, mm-hmm. but yeah. So the, the plot, Shannon, oh, oh, God damn. <gasps> he was heartbreaking. Yes. He was always the one that would like make you cry. Yes. Um, Manny Jacinto should have had more to do. He looked good, though. He did look real good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the end of it is... What the fuck? So, so the whole thing, so the show is setting up this dynamic where it's like the question of whether what, what Nicole Kidman's character is doing at this retreat is legit. And you pretty quickly realize it's definitely not legal 
she you know she's microdosing them without their consent and then but then they find out and they eventually just kind of consent um and then you find out that she's it's not like she's an unbiased therapist she has her own uh painful backstory that she's trying to to she's using her clients to to how she treats them she's trying to like you know basically figure out how much LSD will let her see her dead daughter again, which is kind of messed up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and so that's the whole thing with Michael Shannon's family is they have like a, a the son committed suicide. And so they, they're, they're trying to like deal with their grief and, and, you know, so she helps them actually have visions of him. Um, with drugs. Through, with drugs. Uh, you know, and, and, and basically like, with everything she doesn't initially tell them about right and then she does convince them but under kind of a false thing and so it's like she keeps having to like continue to clarify you've got lars who um luke evans character he is a reporter who's trying to do an expose but then he he kind of starts he's the one that brings everything yeah he he brings everything out in the open but also in seeing how she reacts to it kind of buys into it um i've never liked him but he was really good in this yeah yeah he and he also he starts out as such a dick (laughs) and in his arc over the season like he he actually becomes he he convincingly becomes more sympathetic like just opens up uh yeah so everyone everyone kind of goes on their own separate paths that uh and oh and one of her final treatment things for ever for everyone other than the family is to lock them in a padded room and pretend it's on fire to give them a a near-death experience and make them like confront their own mortality uh and so it's like just these horrible things and they all kind of walk away and the police end up arriving and they all kind of walk away and they're like yeah you know it was horror like none of this was cool but like it worked. And so everyone leaves happier. Yeah. And then Nicole drives off with their dead daughter. In the Lamborghini. Yeah. Having given given the place over to uh, to the lottery winners. I, yeah, it's... Yeah. So I <laughs> guess it kind, of, it kind of turned into Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I understand I all the words that you're saying, but yeah. none of this makes any sense to me. No. It kind of it got weird there and then, I'm, and I don't know if that is that how that book ended too. God, I don't know. I, did, I didn't uh, read the book. I read half the book and then it was like I hated it, and it's because Melissa McCarthy and, uh, and Bobby Cannavale were in it. Weren't yeah, it. they they held it together. Like if nothing else, like watching those two characters go through this. Um, but it was just there was no point to it. There was no like, I don't know what the show was trying to say. Like, is it confront your grief? Is it, you know, medicate your way? Like, is it that Just, something yeah. fake is good enough? Uh, is it quack doctors? Quack medicine is, is better <laughs> than professional? Like, I have no idea either. I, yeah. But, you know, I guess in a way it's like, yeah, you know, if it's all just find your happiness, it, do whatever it takes to make you happy. Like, okay, fine. Hmm. I still thought somebody was going to die. Yeah, I thought when she set the fire. I thought that. Or every time any one of them, like, while high as a kite, went running into the woods. Because there's a cliff 
that characters always very dramatically stand in front of. And I was like, one of these assholes is going to get so fucking high and just like go toppling off that cliff. And nobody did. Like they did all this stuff that was very intentionally supposed to be like, you know, they're, they're kind of, even though they're supposed to be like tended and cared for, like they're all kind of at risk at all times and nobody died. So anyway. It's all right. It was fine. Melissa McCarthy and yeah, Bobby Cannavale were Absolutely great. Amazing. So anyway, so those are three shows that ended. <laughs> those making, are three shows that ended. Making room for La Brea next week. That's Woo-hoo! right. Um, but not ending yet for a few more weeks. Uh, and you know that because uh, Cord Lasselton has not joined us for this week's <laughs> discussion of uh, Ted Lasso, which by the time this episode comes out, the next episode will have released. But don't worry about that. We're talking about uh, it will Beard. Wash uh, the bad taste out of your mouth. We're talking about Beard After Dark. Wait, what? No, I didn't like. I didn't like this episode. Excuse me. All what? right, Cord, uh-huh. is that you? It's just like the world just went oh right God. again. I mean, Everything... you, love, you love Manifest and The Resident. I don't so, love The Manifest. But... I don't love Resident. And I don't like David Lynch. And I don't like... What are you talking about David Lynch? What are you talking about? His no, it's just him being wrong. fucking Lasso. This is not... This is inspired by After Hours, which is a Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah. Whatever. Justin. There was nothing... You can't just label everything weird as Lynchian. It was weird. Uh, and too fucking long. 45 <laughs> minutes for that. It wasn't uh, long enough. It it could have it was a it was a it, I could have I could have watched more. Um it, the episode which I'm sure the those of you who listen to this podcast probably have seen um is uh it's it's immediately after the loss in uh to Man City uh the the uh, it, it Beard goes off. It's when Beard, at the end of that episode, when Beard says, I'm going to go, you know, walk this out or work this out. Um, and then we, we get to see what he's up to that, that night. Um, and he's a crazy adventure that includes, you know, uh, going to a, a church that also has a rave, uh, hanging out with uh, the, three, uh, the three diehard fans um, from, uh, from May's Pub. Uh, and taking them out on the town, uh, which had its own nice moment. Uh, he that, that nice moment in the end was the only moment that felt like a Ted Lasso episode. <laughs> God damn it, Dustin! Uh, he meets a, a very dangerous woman in red and her very angry but working on it boyfriend. What did Kalina call him? Uh, uh, Roy Cansuario, which was perfect. That's right. That's right. Um, and I, I mean, I don't. I appreciate it just as like th- this was the. Uh, uh, if it wasn't clear, the, it, it has been made clear that this was the second episode, uh, the second standalone episode added to the order. Uh, so, oh, I'm also happy to report that I was very clearly wrong, and uh, this episode did not lead to the demise of uh, Coach Beard. So, um, I don't know why I put that in the universe. I don't know who 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 made me say that, but. Well, that was your villainy talking, but right. I'm glad that, you know, it didn't pan out for once. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't... So, 
and we haven't mentioned that he also ends up having his own run in with Jamie Tart's dad, which right. was a surprise I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and his two friends. And his two friends, uh, and they they get in a fight in an alley. Uh, I mean, look, it's just one of those, you know, you stay up all night and you have a whole adventure and weird things happen. Like I, yeah. I enjoyed it because you get to see, to see beard and obviously it was, it was heightened. So, you know, the, the lady in red and everything else, the, the long shadows and the distant, the silhouettes of, of Jamie Tart's dad and everything. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was all very, you know. Right. And um, everything that can go wrong does go wrong. Um, which is kind of like, you know, fits with these kinds of stories. And uh, uh, the other piece of it that, uh, so, so the, for the three diehard fans, um, their moment is that kind of to, to pay them back, uh, Beard lets them play on the pitch at uh, AFC Richmond for a little bit. Um, Yeah. He, yeah. He tells them how to, yeah. Right. What door to to go to, to get into the back entrance, to get onto the field. And they just like, party for the rest of the night on the field yeah uh but i also i i I found a great deal of catharsis in when he finally gets to that that club and just starts dancing yes um well even before the hulu (laughs) because even before he sees that jane's there just like him letting loose uh yeah i don't it it was like it was like a great emotional release or like a just a physical release of like everything that had built up over the night and probably over the course of his time with AFC Richmond and probably the course of his time with Ted and his time with Jane and just kind of like all of it, just kind of uh, like he's trying to dance it out. Yeah. I, yeah, I like the dancing. I'm not sure. I, I don't, I still don't know where they're going with the Jane thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it's kind of interesting because it was a bottle episode. So it had to, it, it, focused on that relationship but it can't actually progress the relationship right because the relationship still has to be like on the balance that it needs to be between the previous episode and the next episode right um so ultimately it's like you know he's he's heard that she's no good for him she he's going to continue to be with her um and so in the following episode he would need to still be with her Mm -hmm. and so this episode is like it almost looks like they're breaking up, except that then he he miraculously finds her in this nightclub, and so you don't really know what's going to happen. But it seems like it, it. He hasn't given up on her yet. Right. Um, although the uh, the text messages that she sends him are very well, crazy, uh, concerning. <laughs> yeah. No. And so that's part of it. Is like the end is like it's supposed to feel like oh, and they found each other, except that it's like not romantic because you mm-hmm. saw what she sent him. Right. So I'm still like, dude, you need to dump her. Right. But on the other hand, you see how hard, you know, he he tried to do this whole night getting away from her and still found himself, you know, he had the most miserable night of his life and he ended up running into her right when he needed her. So right. you kind of understand what keeps bringing him back into her orbit. Right. It or is not healthy. He's, or he's so broken down by the end that he's open to... Yeah, being picked up by her. Oh, he one hundred percent was so broken down. <laughs> Even I was like, "Yo, she's terrible," but also everything you've been through is terrible. So like, right. go for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I can understand that being like that's a hard nut to kind of crack. Like I don't really know how you're supposed to feel about their relationship. Right. But aside from that, 
I yeah, I enjoyed the episode. I don't know what Dustin's problem is. Yeah, I don't know what Dustin's problem is either. I like Ted Lasso. Of course you do. <laughs> you know, Ted was at the end of the episode, Dustin. So uh, he's well, right I mean, there. I, I like the show, Ted Lasso. This was a, this wasn't Ted Lasso. It was though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it? It was fine. I didn't. Well, it could have been fifteen minutes shorter, and I probably would have liked it. But I just thought it dragged on. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think part of it was that I could have looked at those pants for. Those pants were amazing. Those pants were amazing. They were quite good. Not everything has to. It's just it was enjoyable. Like not everything has to be a thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's also funny that I I one hundred percent agree with that sentiment, Tori. Even though I was the one who did not like the Christmas episode that much. Yes, but the Christmas um, episode was very Ted Lassoy. But the that Christmas episode had no stakes. Whereas this episode had a lot of stakes. I, so. Everyone, again, with the no stakes. Did you not realize that Ted Lasso was sitting on his couch suicidal? Oh, How was I, that I, not stakes? I, it's, I understand that, but he was... He was uh, watching a wonderful... It's a wonderful life. Like, that would make whiskey. him... If nobody had come to him, he was going to pitch himself off a bridge. <laughs> he was not going to pitch himself off a bridge. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, if you're drinking whiskey alone on Christmas, watching "It's a Wonderful Life" on a loop, like you were. Not... His son left him for a drone. Yeah. Yeah, that's what little kids do. I just don't understand. Like, that were absolutely were stakes. They just weren't made explicit. That you had to intuit them from the behavior. <laughs> like watching "It's a Wonderful stakes. Life." You just had to intuit them. Yeah, from the behavior. No, I I, I understand your point, Tori. Um, but. Uh, look, I will probably enjoy it more if when I rewatch it closer to Christmas, um, because it, oh. it very much uh, filled me with the Christmas spirit. It's just that I have very little room for Christmas spirit in August. That is also very true. You also live I, in LA. I just, just want to watch the singing part again. The end. Uh, the singing part would be good. Yeah. Um, or the uh, there was a. I think there was a clip floating around Twitter of them, like, of her warming up. And oh, I it was, saw that. Oh, so uh, good. Just as good, so. But I do, I do like the idea of, like, okay, so if the Christmas episode had no stakes, but mm-hmm. then the beard episode was, even though, again, it was still a bottle, so it, it wasn't going to affect the overall season. Right. But it was all stakes for him. It was just everything right. getting worse, every possible scenario. Right. Like, if you go, you know, left or right, it was always going to be the wrong choice. Right. Um, yeah. That, that makes sense. So together, they have the right amount of stakes. Right. And they were like a movie-length thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Beard wasn't in, was basically not in the Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. Mm. So, not that that means anything, other than that, you know, um, this is what he's off doing instead of Christmas stuff. So... Uh, that was Ted Lasso. Uh, there are, I believe, three. three episodes left, including the one that comes out before this episode comes it's out. already out. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They released them early for yeah. some reason. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday. So already been just spoiled. Today. Yeah. I, I've been Wait, off you've Twitter. already been spoiled? Mm-hmm. <gasps> Damn it. Well, just okay. about the funeral. What do you mean? Who is it? No, I'm don't not gonna say. tell you. Does don't it? Is it gonna me. upset I, me? Is it somebody I'm who matters, or is it? Don't like... tell us. 
I'm Do not, not saying it. Dan, uh, saying. Dan, Dan, earmuffs. All right, I'm going to take off my say, headphones. We're on the podcast. I'm not going to... Well, I don't know. Well, by the time it comes out, people could have watched it. So everyone, if you don't want to hear, earmuffs. Okay? Wait, was, wait was, am, I, am I actually... Are, yeah, are go, actually go earmuffs. Say? I want to Okay, know. wait, I'm taking really off my headset for, for yes. 20 seconds. Okay. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but except that it's nobody you know. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not going to care. No. Okay, good. It's only in how it affects a person, not in... It affects the character, but it's not. Is a it Sam's either. dad? No, because okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Dan, you can come back. I don't have my months. headphones on, so you gotta type. All right, okay. Oh, we I'm, have to type it. Oh, hold on. Uh, you can come back. Hold on. Uh, Dan, come back. Oh, there we go. I heard that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, phew. So uh, I will. I'm yeah. I'm gonna watch it. You know, after recording. Um, yeah. But uh, but before I get to watching uh, next for for the listeners next week's Ted Lasso or today's this, Ted Lasso today's? that yeah. we will talk about next week. Um, <laughs> uh, I have a Hopefully very quick game earlier. Oh, Hopefully, quick game. Earlier. Good. a quick game. Uh, this is, uh, the untitled, uh, network TV premiere game. Yes. So Dustin probably has a huge advantage. Uh, <laughs> but here, here's how the game will work. Uh, th- this is why maybe it will, it will not be a huge Dustin advantage because I have done no research and what I am doing is I will name, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to start to describe a show that is a new show, a new network uh, scripted show and I have not I don't know anything other than what I remember about these shows so <laughs> so you might uh, be lying so well I mean I might be wrong but it will be it will <laughs> be a vague description memory <laughs> yeah uh, it's it's like we're playing celebrities but the celebrities are the show names and uh, and I don't know any of the celebrities based on um, what he saw during commercials during an NFL game, right? Or maybe like remember upfront in like May, like when they uh-huh, announced uh-huh. the new shows, and I was like, okay, those are all the new shows. So from that, um, and uh, so it, there aren't that many of them. So uh, and these are only the shows premiering this fall. So none of the midseason stuff. Um, only network, only scripted. Uh, could be drama or comedy. Uh, and uh, you can get two points, one for the show name, one for the network, since there aren't that many shows. Oh. So does that yes, make sense? Yes, networks okay. don't make any sense to me anymore. But okay. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Well, you can just guess the network. FX on sure. Hulu. Yeah. Um, it could be no, because that is not a network. That's not right. <laughs> um, but let's start with, okay, let's start with this one. So this is a, uh, this is a, this is a comedy it is uh it's like there's like a like a married couple buys a house uh it's the the woman from i zombie and then oh, there's there's I stuff th- there are problems with the house that i can't say because that's involved with the title of it the money um, pit uh incorrect but uh it's like ghost in the house correct ghosts ghost. is the name that's one point. Dustin, uh, you can earn a second bonus point if you give me the network. I would guess CBS. Correct, CBS. All right. Wait a minute. The new CBS sitcom, Ghosts. Are you shitting me? 
They buy a house. It's based on a, I think, a British show. Uh, they buy a house. It's a married yes. couple buys and a the house and British moves in, and there like are a bunch of ghosts. Super popular and like really apparently really good. And I I'm think sure it's on, it is. I'm just I like it's CBS. On CBS is doing a haunted house comedy. Single mm-hmm. camera too. I am shocked. With what? <laughs> what did CBS? Are they aiming for a younger demographic now, or <laughs> they're just so bad? <laughs> um. So. That grant, I mean, the Emmys was such a shit show because it was on CBS. Of course. Um, I have never heard of this show. I'm, <laughs> I I'm only good. saw, I literally only saw a commercial because I was watching the NFL. Because <laughs> you, yeah, you, you signed back up for television. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> for football. Yep. All right. Uh, your next show... It is a drama. It is new, like all of these shows. Uh, it is... Uh, well, I don't remember this one at all. So it's <laughs> based on a book. Uh, it follows the journey of a single mother uh, who sets out to reclaim her family's name. Uh, she will discover a dark secret about her own mother's past that will turn her world upside down. This is from the... Wikipedia entry. Um, Who is the mom played by? Uh, the mother is played by Yaya DaCosta. Huh. Oh. Uh, I, I haven't seen it this, uh, but now I'm intrigued. Other oh. members of the cast include Nadine Ellis, Lance Gross, Ryan Nicole Brown. Oh, Ryan Nicole Brown. She was in Lincoln Heights. Uh, uh, Alana K. Bright, Kyle Barry, Joe Morton, Morris mm-hmm. Chestnut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd actually, say it's on Fox. Uh, that is correct. You get a point for Fox, Dustin. I could not tell you what the name of that is. I actually uh, heard about it, but I couldn't tell you the name either. Okay. The, it is called Our Kind of People. Huh. Um, and this was this is a weird one because it was, it was developed kind of like off cycle. So it wasn't um, like it was ordered before the upfronts. Um, oh, but, okay. Uh, so, but anyway, that's yeah. uh, that's one more point for Dustin. So three for Dustin, Tori, looking to get on the board. Maybe here. Um, <laughs> this show, another drama. Uh, it's a uh, it's a part of a franchise. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a show that might be might have some value to me if you know me. Uh, Despite being part of a franchise that I maybe haven't really watched, um, there's uh, there there are crimes committed, and then they solve these crimes. Uh, it's a it, it takes place in a tropical setting. Oh oh oh! oh. Uh, NCIS. CSI. Oh, oh CSI. No NCIS. No. Correct. Tori will get the point. Why? Yeah. Uh, CBS. Well. Dustin, yeah, you, he, she doesn't know. Does, it would have gone to I Tori would have gets said the, CBS, gets the opportunity. Yes. Of course, she's going to get CBS. It's NCIS yeah. Hawaii. It's an NCIS. Right. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Even I uh, know that. Let me have my two measly <laughs> points, Dustin. Tori gets the points. It is uh, it is three two, Dustin. Um, all right, let's do this one. This Are there another. any Hawaiians in that show? Uh, not in the main cast. I was going to say, as yet to be determined. I'm not there sure. It's a new show set in Hawaii with a lot of Hawaiian representation that's actually much better than you might think. Doogie Kamealoha? Yes, it's quite... I mean, for what it is, it's pretty mm-hmm. good. The lead is not from Hawaii. 
or she's lot. not. Uh, I don't, I don't think so. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. You can't, can't win them all. I guess. I don't know. I haven't watched it. Um, it's really cute. All right. Um, but it's not a network show, so it's not it part is not. of this game. Uh, all right. Here is another show. New show. Uh, it is a. Alright, uh, right, here's the plot. This is another one that I barely remembered, so I am going to read the plot as written on <laughs> Wikipedia. Brianna, Jill, Valeria, and Naomi once appeared as the, quote, nasty bitches in the 1990s. Together, the four of them not only turned the world of hip-hop upside down, but also achieved legendary oh status through their music. The four women are now in their 40s, unworldly and largely estranged, by reuniting the tour, oh, sorry, the four, there is now a chance to return to old fame and vigor. But will the former megastars, also known as Professor Sex, Butter Pecan, oh The God. Thrill, and Explicit Lyrics, manage to achieve this ambitious goal? I've never heard of it, but it's basically just Girls, like the... Girls 5 Eva. Yes. <laughs> uh, it stars Brandy, uh, Naturi Naughton, wow. we Nadine talking... Velasquez, and Eve. They we were talking about it on... Um, it's on Fox... Uh, Maybe? that is incorrect. It is ABC. incorrect. ABC? ABC is correct. ABC. Um, but they had, yeah, we were talking about it on Slack and I can't remember the name of it. Um, so I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't know the name. All right. The show is called Queens. Oh, it's a good name. Um, and, uh. I mean, it's a hell of a cast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's like a. Uh, yeah, a song group from the '90s reuniting and yeah. trying to recapture their magic. Um, Girls Five Like Girls Five Eva, but uh, but with Brandy. With and Brandy, Eve. and and they didn't. Fucking uh, Eve. Fuck yeah. They didn't, they didn't kill an Asian member for no reason. So. Well, we don't know that yet. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. We don't know that. But so, did you know that Doogie Howser was created by David Kelly and Steven Bochco. How crazy is that? Like the NYPD Blue and the guy who's creating all the Nicole Kidman shows mm-hmm. created Doogie Howser together. Is that what you're going to just remember David Kelly as? No, no, no. David Kelly spoke at my graduation. I know David Kelly. He's like my man. He's the right. You know David Kelly. He's boss illegal. Yeah. He's, isn't he married to Michelle Pfeiffer? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he's Living fine. life. He's, he's doing fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did Doogie Hazard with Stephen Punchko. How Cop Rock. God, no, Cop Rock. <laughs> Maybe right. that's your answer, Cop Rock. <laughs> this next show is a reboot. Wonder Years. Correct. God damn it. Network. ABC. Shit, it's sorry. Tori gets to sorry. answer no, the bonus question. Des- no, give Dustin that one because I don't Oh, my God. Right, I don't fine. remember. I never... Um, all right, so it's five three. Dustin. You can often tell who you just name a star. You can kind of tell what network it is sometimes. I've got a I've got a couple more, and then uh, that'll be the the game. But Dustin is currently leading five three. Uh, this show is also a reboot. <laughs> um, but I do need the full title because there is a very specific full title. Uh, it is a reboot of a very successful show that was part of a very successful franchise that I believe is no longer on the air before this reboot. Um, 
it, is... it had it, they they had a lot of fun with their uh, opening credits and specifically the songs used within opening credits. Um, a lot of memes were spawned from one uh, particular uh, version of this long-running franchise. Um, a lot of memes with sunglasses, perhaps. Oh, oh, oh CSI. Oh, CSI Miami. Miami. That is the one that is a, a that is incorrect for this title. CSI Las Vegas? Well, no, but it would be, so it would be like a... Uh, CSI, not Florida. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Dustin half a point. It's CSI Vegas. Okay, where, where, that's what why would I get a full point? Why would it because be? Because you said you didn't say you said Las Vegas. That is not part of the title. <laughs> okay. Now my hint might have been weird, but what I was trying to say was that it, like the CSI franchise, like Miami. Uh, right, they yeah. had the thing with the sunglasses, yeah. but that was just the you can't. Oh, it's David Caruso. Right, but he's not in this one. This one he's is the original because this is a Vegas. One, so it has right. like Vegas people. Yeah, um, so guy. like, yeah, and, and it's uh, on CBS. It is on CBS, correct? Uh, Dustin is at six and a half. Tori is at three. Uh, this one, this one, I think could go to either person. Uh, this is Dustin's new favorite show. Labrea. Tori is correct. It is Labrea. <laughs> Tori, do you know the network? No. <laughs> Do you want to guess the network? Uh, um, NBC. Correct, NBC. Ooh. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. That was that. that... Wait, did I, CSI I, I... played around with Miami? Wait. Played around with the theme songs? Wait. No, I'm saying that they they were all like the Who, right? Yeah. 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 Right. Oh yeah. Wait, Dan, can I get an additional um, bonus point if I correctly answer the question of what Dustin's new favorite show is? Because we addressed that earlier in the pod oh what is sorry what is well his, his new favorite show is the resident because that's he's true. not that's into right. that is that is <laughs> that is a bonus point for tori uh all right so so as much as i love that that answer worked out just the way i wanted uh and i would like to end on that but we're too close so we need to have one final question so uh all right this show is let's see which one which one do i want to do Okay, I want to do one unscripted, but you will you will know why later. Uh, <laughs> this is a uh, it, it's it's it is on. I'll even give you the network for this one because it's a weird one. But the, it is on CW. It is a reboot of a game show, long beloved. Oh, it's <laughs> it's the one with Drew Carey. The one with Drew Carey. And Wayne Brady? No, they've already rebooted that, haven't they? Uh, that, oh, I believe it's it Whose anyway? Line, and that has been yeah, around yeah. for many, many years. Now, yeah, this is a new show this fall. Uh, it has a... Uh, the the original version uh, was focused on the youth. This one will be focused on adults. Is it... The 4400? No, that is a scripted no, show. A this is a Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there, there, there is a. Uh, oh, oh, um, Legend of the Temple. What? What is that? Legend of the Hidden Temple. Correct. Legend of the Hidden that? Temple. I've never heard of that in my life. What oh, are you talking a, about? It was a Nickelodeon, it was a Nickelodeon show. game show. Yeah. Um, Penny knows. No idea what that is. <laughs> Penny, shut up. 
<laughs> Penny, yeah, podcast. Penny is Penny is disappointed in you, Dustin. Um, How did you not know this? Yeah, I've never heard of that in my life. No, Dustin. Uh, so they're doing an. Ad- I didn't realize it was an adult version. Yeah, it's going to be with adults, um, which is real weird, but uh, I'd be excited. I'd I'd do it. Yeah. Um, Tori wins a game. Tori wins <laughs> seven How to Tori six and a half. Because I got that resident <laughs> bonus point. The resident <laughs> bonus point and Dustin's half Wait. right answer for CSI Vegas. So, yeah, was it seven to six and a half? It was seven to six and a half. Oh, my God. Uh, shows that I did not mention uh, The Big Leap because we talked about it, Ordinary Joe because we talked about it, uh, and uh, FBI International was the other one. What? That I might None have of us would have gotten it. There was a no. third FBI in the FBI franchise. What was? So. What is the second FBI? <laughs> the second FBI is FBI Most Wanted. Oh, my God. I thought that was the FBI. So there's an F- there's FBI... FBI yep. Most Wanted, and yep. now there's FBI International. I did not Wait know that was a friend. Who is in How this? many procedurals are on CBS? Uh, I don't know, but these are. All this is them? like the same as the Chicago franchise because it's three Dick Wolf shows all on one night, except this one's CBS instead of NBC. So Wait. there's three FBI's, and there's yep. how many NCIS's now? Uh, there will there will still be three NCIS's because New Orleans ended. Wait. And then how many CSI's? Uh, through no, only one, only one CSI. Is there? Okay, so question. There's like um, a SWAT. Uh, yeah, I there was is gonna a say SWAT. Is SWAT still is SEAL. SEAL, SEAL team, team still exists, but SEAL Team oh, is going right. to move to Paramount Plus about like five episodes in. So they're going to move it the way that they moved like Evil. Oh, that's awkward. Um, yeah, but they're running the first five on network, and then it moves. It's a like, weird. Who's I don't gonna know why. Follow fucking SWAT over there. Yeah, Seal is team. that enough? Yeah, no, Seal Team is moving. That's why. Whatever. Nobody Seal can team. tell. How yeah. are there? The who's, uh, who's in FBI? Uh, I don't know. I believe one of them has uh, the woman who was the girl in Whale Rider and was also in. Well, I like uh, her in The Walking Dead. And The uh, Walking Dead, and she was in. Uh, what's that? What's that? <laughs> Game of Thrones. She was in Game of Thrones. Oh, was one, right. one of the snakes. Anyway, yeah. So there are three. There are three FBI's. There are three Chicago shows. Uh, there are there are two Law and Orders. Um, Penny is very upset at this turn of events. Uh, other shows still. Other this. shows still on the air. Blue Bloods still on the air. How? Oh <laughs> People love Tom Selleck. Oh my God, Jeremy Sisto is 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 FBI. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. With uh, Missy Peregrine. Oh. oh, okay. That's Poor weird. Jeremy Sisto. I've never watched an FBI. No, me I literally had, until tonight, did not know that there were two of them, let alone three. No, I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't know there was one. Celia Ward is on it, too. Wow. I think she was only on the first season. I thought she was on Blue Bloods. Are we talking about Blue Bloods? What are we no, talking we're talking about, about FBI. FBI. I think she was only on the first season. Is that right? I don't know. She's got 21 episodes, so that makes sense, yeah. 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 Um, oh, there are also two uh, Grey's Universe shows because there's Grey's and Station 19. Where is Gary Sinise? Uh, not on television. He's oh, got to be not... back to movies, right? I don't know. I thought he was on one of those CBS shows. He was on CSI New York. Oh, okay. But that, that's been gone for a while. Uh, let's see. What, what is Gary Sinise doing? Let's see. <laughs> there should be... A, you should host... You should have a game where you just... Have us pick which city. 
and uh, find a show there. No, no, no. The, all these 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 procedurals, like name a cast member, and and then we have to choose. Oh, that'd be good. Cool. Uh, which city it is? Oh, he was on uh, Thirteen Reasons Why. Gary Oldman was. Gary. No, I mean, no you Gary said Gary Sinise, Sinise. right? <laughs> I saw Thirteen Reasons Why. I don't remember. I know. He was did. a character named Robert Elman. I don't know who that is. Look, I feel like we need to have a game where Dustin and I just shout out random actors and Dan has to IMDb them to tell us where they are. <laughs> are they doing television yet? Um, probably. The answer is probably yes. Yeah. Um, oh, you know Andre Bauer is going to end up on one of these CBS procedurals now. Uh, Dustin, you shut your mouth. No, you shut up, too, Dustin. No, no, he, no. I don't think he will because they get okay. paid a lot of money. To yeah, this. I know, but like, I feel like now that he's in the comedy loop, somebody will find a place for him. Also, he's already done Homicide. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you don't do a bullshit CBS thing after you've been on Homicide. Yeah, Maybe. although uh, don't ruin this for me. Well, the only there's only there is one person who we both love who returned to that fold, although playing the same character. Mm-hmm. Oh, Belcher? Uh, no, was uh, what's his name? Um, Acula? No, uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, Happy. Oh yeah. Oh Maloney. yeah, Maloney. But yeah, Maloney. Yeah, but Happy. I mean, I loved that show, but like nobody watched. It, I mean, it was hardly Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> no, no, no. But what I mean is that like he, but he was in like uh, like uh, the uh, what's it called? I, well, um, yeah, he was in SVU, and now he's back on organized crime. Order, yeah, right. But I also that to me that's very different because even because even Law and Order SVU is like that wasn't a homicide, right? Oh, you're saying like because of like homicide, like, literally and like the, of all and the of show the that it was, right? right and right. the show okay. that it was. Got it. Um, I mean, SVU is an institution, so yeah. I mean, like Belzer ended up moving over to Law and Order, right? But everyone else. God, that freaking cast. That was a good cast. Yeah. Anyway, I, you know what, I, I eagerly await Andre Brower's next move, but if it's a CBS procedural, um, I'm going to, I'm going to have to write some angry tweets. Somebody, somebody, somebody better, somebody better give him a really juicy part because he's wonderful. Let's see what his IMDB says. Also, what is Mark Evan Jackson up to? Well, he's in everything. Well, he's yeah, he is. He really is. <laughs> well, he's going to be in a movie next, so. Is it a good so one? So that's uh, uh, it's the one based on the um, Me Too book. Oh, uh, okay. The the like the major New York Times reporter's oh. Me Too book. Who's he gonna play? Hopefully, not a bad guy. He can't play a bad guy. Ding. Oh, he's going to play the um, the the New York. I think Ding Beckham. That's the editor in chief of the New York Times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll accept that. That's fine. I mean, it's no <laughs> Lance at Steve, but that's fine. Right. Um. Andre Brower. Oh, Andre Brower already did his his time on SVU. He did a six episode arc, or six episodes over five years as Bayard Ellis. I don't know who that is. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, 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 no. So you're telling me Law and Order 
SVU, which is in the Law and Order universe, which technically is in the Homicide universe. Yep. They brought him back, but he wasn't playing Pendleton. Uh, he was Pendleton. not playing Pendleton. Pendleton. Pendleton, yeah. No, he was playing Bayard Ellis for six episodes across between 2011 and 2015. That is a slap in the face. Well, I hope, well I'm sure he got paid well. But you've seen the, the Law and Order thing, right? From the Tonys? No. Oh, okay. that everyone who's in anything, every Broadway star ends up on Law and Order? Yeah. Um, but there was a, it's, it's maybe the only thing that I've enjoyed about James Corden ever because he was the host of that year's Tonys. But Boom. it's a, but the, so, so it shows everyone, it shows every like Broadway star who's in the audience and their like one guest appearance on, on uh, Law and Order. Except then they showed one guy who was, uh, who was nominated for, I think, Fiddler on the Roof. And he had been in Law and Order o- across his career like four or five times, like as different characters each time. Yeah. Yeah. And so they just keep showing him getting older and like his hair changing and like his like <laughs> body changing and stuff as he like went from like like a suspect to like random newspaper guy to like a judge to a lawyer. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was pretty good. But it's true. There's only so many actors in New York and those yeah. shows run forever and yeah, yeah, like who cares? For one episode? Yeah. But no, so there's no upcoming roles. Not not according to his IMDB. Well, now I'm worried. Well, he's he'll be done right. plenty. Right. He'll, he'll do what he wants. Okay. He'll be back. Okay. If he wants to be back. You know what? If he doesn't, I hope... Maybe he... Maybe he's got his own cheddar. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, that feels like the right place to end. Uh, that's the show. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Um, Sometimes you sometime. want to go wherever you Probably not talking about cheers, but Dustin will definitely be singing, so that's good. Uh, anyway, have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> or morning. <laughs>